is freaking auto. This is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. Jay Buhner just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. What we're going to do, you are my energy. Don't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! Rolling on from Peoria, from spring training, as uh, the Mariners are in their meetings right now. They've already done the three-point shooting for the day. They'll be uh, getting ready for a ball game later. They're on the road. Still no Julio in the lineup. We haven't seen him play yet, so that may be another couple of days. Have you seen him? I have not seen him today. I saw him the other day. He's yeah. not like he hasn't disappeared or okay. anything, but he uh, I've not seen him here at the facility this morning. But that doesn't mean he's not here. I, I really thought when him. they lowered the hoop, by the way, yeah. we were gonna see Riz and Shannon do a dunk contest. Oh yes. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Harry Ford do a short dunk yesterday <laughs> oh, yeah? like that. Yeah. Did you see him throw out the runner from yeah. his knees? Did you see the I did yesterday? Yes. yes. Yeah. His first throw was not great. He kinda was up the third baseline but the second one a lot better yesterday hi shannon it's nice to have you Hello. over here shannon just came by <laughs> actually it's nice to have you guys here. i know right isn't it great to have <laughs> us here i'm i feel great that we're here so i just assume everybody else must love it as well um we actually you were the one who was writing about this peter gammons was here yesterday mm. which is so cool and just I, you know i saw him from a distance and you know gammons is my youth he's my childhood he's the reason so many people are in this business mm. is just it's funny on the day that peter king retires and peter's a you know similar kind of legend in in the in the football world yep. but i don't know that there's anybody like peter gammons i mean for years people called him the commissioner mm-hmm. because he was more powerful and knew more about what was going on in the game than the commissioner did plus he looked like andrew jackson on the 20 dollars bill i mean like the whole thing was i mean he was larger than life mm. um but he was here shannon and he likes this team had a lot of really nice things to say about them specifically a comp with one pitcher yeah, it was great because um, I'd heard this before, but we asked him about it, and George Kirby is one of his favorite pitchers or players, period. Mm-hmm. And he pointed out, you know, I'm a fan too. He loves the game, and he does. He doesn't have very many at this level. It, this is a very high tier with Peter Gammons, but George Kirby is somebody he's seen for a while. He saw him play in the Cape League, of course, mm-hmm. because Peter right. Gammons in the Cape, um, and was intrigued when he saw him. It's, well, you can't just throw all strikes, you know, and he's throwing all strikes. He was intrigued uh, then by the athleticism that he showed, and then he gets to the big leagues, and he can throw strikes and, and nothing but strikes, but also had the ability to kind of make up pitches on the fly. And his comp was John Smoltz, which is an interesting comp right there. Very high praise to A, be one of Peter Gammon's favorite. This is somebody that he follows and wants to see do well, and uh, also to be comp to the hall of famer like that yeah not bad and our buddy luke arkins who loves your stuff too shannon uh sent me a little he likes to drop in my dms that's what the kids do. Yes, that's it's kind of a cool thing. And uh, and he took your article and ran with it and actually looked at the first, what, two years of Smoltz versus Kirby. And then I took a little screenshot of that and sent that to Smoltzy and said, uh, what do you think? And he said, uh, that dude is nasty and way better <laughs> than I was for sure. That, that's John Smoltz. Now, Kirby was three years older. So went to college, did all that. So Smoltzy was a little bit younger, but that's and John's not one to just like say those things. He's like, yeah, that dude's. He's one to be like, yeah, no, I was really good. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean most people would say something like that. Well, most of those old timers. He's no, like, yeah, look at my numbers. No, I was pretty good. But he's one of those old timers that will tell you what's yeah. what, and he's not afraid to have his opinion. And he's like, no, this dude is uh, a whole lot better than I was, and really, really nasty. Well, I, I think you know, in preseason Cy Young talk, I don't 
see why he wouldn't other than, you know, if years mean anything and if that influences the voting. But when it just comes to the pitching, and I think he does have the ability and he wants to stay in games. I think he can put up the innings. But So if you're going uh, Joe Fan, Shannon, if you're going Joe Fan. Uh, and you're putting 50 bucks. Joe fan the person or just yeah, a, a regular fan? <laughs> oh, that's true. Gosh, that's funny. No, Joe with two N's in the last name, right. Joe Fan, yeah. uh, tweeted last night he's putting 50 bucks on Wu for Cy Young because the return on investment is obviously huge. But if you had to put your own 50 bucks on Kirby or Luis or Logan, your own hard-earned cash, who are you putting it down on? Oh, that's a tough one. I get paid to ask tough No, questions. it's not. Yeah. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> well, no. I mean, because I'm going to try and be smart about you're it. You're going to say Kirby. <laughs> Just stop. I Pre- mean, don't even pretend that you're not yes, going to say Kirby. Yes, but I'm intrigued by what we could see from Castillo this year. Oh, now, you, now not... you're on the Castillo oh, now train. You're going no. Oh, now you're back no. on the Now you're back on the Luis Castillo train? <laughs> no. I'll... <laughs> I'll don't go ahead. Don't do that to you, Shannon. Why? <laughs> do that to Shannon. What trainer? Are you still on the Luis Castillo? Of course. Okay, I don't, so you, I don't, that's your guy. I don't Shannon hop. There. Shannon. Dan, okay. Dan Zimborski joined us last week, and he let us know that Luis Castillo right Could now is Stop a, imitating Zimborski. Sorry. Don't be mean to Zimborski, only to Shannon. Okay. Uh, I, will, I, am, I don't jump trains. <laughs> I'm not a train hopper. I stay on the same train. I'm on the Luis train. What man. if you miss your stop? I've done that. I've slept in my stop. <laughs> I've woke. I've been woken up by the train uh, driver at the end of the route, being like, "Excuse me, sir." Yeah. Uh, we so it looks like I'm the. Please get off the train. Looks now. like I'm the arbiter. Yeah. Looks like I'm the arbiter. Am I going to go, Luis? Am I going to go, George? Are you going to answer, George, or not? Well, I'm going to answer. Because if you are, I'll come on that train. Well, we don't I will. have to. I, yeah, okay, I'll so come, here's the deal: we don't I'll have to put in that, that bed that right now. I'd like a little more time this spring, a little bit more, uh, get to kind of know what oh you were. Oh, no, you guys are kind of digging into that, too, talking to Logan about, you know, tell us about Luis and how he does things and things like that. That was cool, wasn't it? Yes. Well, Logan's fantastic. You yeah. sit down and he will tell you whatever you want to know, and it's fantastic. And uh, just loves what he does, and that comes through in his conversation. You know what comes through with all five of those guys? Seriously, in in, in we <laughs> I had didn't answer the question. Uh, we you don't need to. We know how you do. Uh, in talking to Wu and Miller on the phone last couple of weeks, and seeing Logan here, and just knowing what we know of the other guys, all five of them, as different as they are, as Brock pointed out, seem incredibly comfortable in their own skin. Being who they are, mm-hmm. not needing to fit in, not needing to act like anyone else. Logan is perfectly content with his bag of tricks. Yep. Luis is perfectly content strolling in with a big smile on his face yep. and not doing the, the same analytical work. George is very happy being intense. Bryce is very content being a Texan, Texan with that drawl and the kind of fun factor. And, and Brian Wu maybe is a little harder to place but he sure seemed to be very confident in who he was and where he's going complete california cool laid back right? brian Wu, yeah. and I, I love that when i talked to the guys about where they worked out because it was also different post up on seattle sports i mean luis castillo has everything he needs he's built it into his fabulous you know home and in, in the dr mm-hmm. and you know logan's in the lab and bryce's in the lab and at school and brian miller or brian Wu. Uh, yeah, it's a real challenge to find people to throw with. It's a real challenge to find places to throw. He lives in the Bay Area, wants right. to travel. He's still kind of, I think it was a little bit of a surprise to him, perhaps, that he did debut last year. He had never been bef- above high A. 
until last when he came started I think like nine games in college I mean the story is ridiculous and a half ERA I mean like he really it is I don't know where you know where he came from or how and it was a joke because when he showed up on the scene all of a sudden before last year right when the season ends they start now. Oh, our pitching is going to lead us. The so and so, so and so, so and so. Brian Wu. We all look at each other. Who is Brian Wu? Mm-hmm. And you see him walk around with his high la- high waist and big butt, and in a good way. I mean, he's a, he's a, see him shooting hoops. Oh, he didn't shoot I, uh, today or he yesterday. Today. He shot yesterday. He's a good hoop shooter too. I say those things. Well, I mean, you can't not notice. Now, it see him. now, you, that's that is your. Don't, you know, you. don't allow that. It's called high cut. He's high cut. He's high cut. You know, he, he his body reminds me of is Chris Young, the old pitcher. He's not as tall, obviously. I mean, Chris Young was like six ten. But he all legs, but all legs. No, I don't see that. All legs. Okay. Uh, not not in their delivery, but in the build. No, not right. really. Well, I disagree with you. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> nope. One thing you can. Are we going to squabble today, Shannon? Is one, that what's going on? Shannon, one thing you cannot disagree is Salk in his happiest of happy places in Arizona. Oh, Orlando. I warned everybody. Oh, <laughs> Get ready for happy Salk. You, you warned everybody. <laughs> Why does anybody need to be warned about that? <laughs> you have, you know, the bouncy enthusiasm the Brock has. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yes. All the time. Yeah. It shows up down yes, here. Oh, is that, why, you. is that why you need to warn people? Because it's annoying when Brock does it. Are you saying it's annoying when I'm like that? No, too? you know, self evaluation is a good thing. So. <laughs> uh, real, real, real quick, because then we got to run. We can come back for need to know. Concern level on Brash, on Santos. I'm not going to throw Julio on that list because there's no evidence or anything that he's there's anything wrong. He just hasn't played yet. And on just the third base position in general. Give me one minute total on those. They're three. all critical, so yes. Yeah. Um, but it is also spring training. I have not seen anything kind of on the fringes that would tell me that there's something terribly wrong with any of the players on that side although they've they've surprised on that before so Mm -hmm. i don't totally i i I need to see them in lineups and on mounds that would be a good thing i think santos we should see in the next day or two i was hoping you know initially and that's something kind of with the mariners they usually really undershoot that first you'll see them back Um, so i hope we see them by the end of the week that's not what they're saying that's what i'm saying they were saying sooner um, but I'm not, you know, they're all critical. So I, I think. How does third base look? <sighs> okay, there you go. Okay, Shannon, we'll right here. We yep. got to run. We got to come back and give you guys everything you need to know. And maybe we'll have a thought on that third base issue that Shannon just took a big old deep breath on. Shannon, we'll be with you uh, throughout the week and we'll have you on a whole bunch. And uh, I'm going to be staying at the house oh. the next couple of nights. Oh. Very excited about that. Oh. Shannon's uh, promised me my own wing. Which is great. You can help with laundry night. Oh, believe me, I'll, there'll be laundry done. That's uh... <laughs> now. Wait, did we tell people? I, I need your... to know. Hold Let's on. go, Hold dude. On. Do you know about Shannon's problem with the laundry? No, but we'll know about no, it. No, no, no. I got to do it while she's here. Oh, gosh, Brock. What? Sh- there's a big. Shannon, you want me to? A, you want to stop this? Big washing machine there. Huh? <laughs> Top loader. Oh, jeez. And I said, Shannon, oh. look at this big thing. She said, Oh yeah, it's great. She said, There's one problem. <laughs> she can't reach. The clothes when they're at the bottom of the washing machine. She fell in? No, she oh, didn't fall oh, in. Oh, okay. All right. But I said, okay, what'd you do? Did it was you- a possibility. <laughs> she said she had to take out a hanger and scoop them out with a hanger. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, more, it's a good thing more is oh, at the, the house this she week. She could just lean yes, over. Yeah. Moore's finger resemble that hanger quite a bit. All right. Well, we will thank you, Shannon. We'll come right back, give you guys everything you need to know next. I'm Brock and Salt. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first.
pretty tranquil camp here so far, honestly. There's a kind of a quiet workmanlike vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're having fun and they're shooting free throws and everything like that, but it doesn't have... I don't know. It, it's, it does feel a little different this year. We say that every year, but I don't mean it in this way in like an entirely, oh my God, optimism is off the charts. Everybody loves each other. It does feel like a very professional camp. And maybe some of that is the influence yeah, of Mitch Hanniger. I'm not, I'm not buying it. Dumper's still got a dumper. I was going to say, he's not listening to you at all. Loud. He is blatantly staring yes. at Cal Raleigh's backside. Could you, like, wait? <laughs> no. Or, like, no. could you wait a moment? <laughs> no, I couldn't. No. You have to jump in yes. in the, like, <laughs> or, the, okay. or the thought would escape me. I got to tell you now. Yeah, you couldn't have put it on that little note card you've got oh, there. Oh, that's right. I could, I could. Just write okay. dumper, and we should be all set. The dumper set. is still got a dumper. Well, <laughs> Mitch Hanniger nice. is, is back, and that is one of those guys that does set the mood. And he's a pretty professional dude. Yep. Maybe not a surprise that this camp feels that way. His moment yesterday was very cool. Steps into the batter's box for the first time as a Mariner again. Gets a first pitch and does this. Year in 21. Here's a swing and a drive. Deep to left field. Going and going and goodbye baseball. Welcome back. Mitch Hanniger. His first swing of the spring. A home run in the Mariner's bullpen and straight away left field. Yes, indeed. A standing ovation for Hanniger, who puts the Mariners on top one to nothing here in the bottom of the first inning. And that has got to feel great for the veteran Mitch Hanniger. Way to go, Mitch. I mean, for you and many, as you said, Peter Gammons was a godfather of baseball. For others, it's Boy Howdy. And Boy Howdy was there with his dad yesterday, and he tweeted, and he said, man, it was quiet before Mitch got up to bat. Like, yeah, it was really, really quiet. The old-timers. Got to make sure their lights are off on the cars and the engines aren't revving, so everybody's really keen and listening. Uh, we have a uh, 2002 Geo Metro yeah. with uh, lights on the parking lot. <laughs> but Howdy said that place uh, got going. It did. It was uh, great. And the crack of the bat, pretty cool. Here's the second thing you need to know. Yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time on this story because they're kind of waiting for more information to come out. But Richard Sherman arrested over the weekend on a suspicion of DUI in and of itself might not be that big a concern. But Brock, he's still on probation for the incident in 2021. That one, I believe, carried a suspended sentence of 90 days. So I'm no lawyer and I don't know how this all works, but you would think if this is a you know, infraction on the suspended sentence, then yeah. at some point it becomes unsuspended and you have to serve it. Yeah, it's uh, any way you spin it, it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal personally. It's a bad deal professionally. It's a bad deal for a guy that, you know, went to and, and worked through the process after that initial arrest that was pretty darn ugly in a bunch of different ways. It got down to, I think, two misdemeanors. And the fact that he's had spend the last, I don't know, 48 hours in jail. That happened Saturday in the early hours of Sunday, I guess, late Saturday night. Been in there and going to get things heard today. Not uh, not what you're looking for. Yeah, we don't for have all the details. We'll wait till they come in order to, to go into any more depth. But I uh, want everyone to be aware of the story. Here's the third thing you need to know. I don't want to talk about the Kraken. They got their doors blown off, man. That was ugly. No, they. No. I was all excited. I finally got into the Cougs. The Kook fans were like, oh, you're going to talk about us. Talk about us. You want us to talk about you today? You got beat badly by the Arizona State team that's not supposed to do anything. Well, they came back. They took a lead nah. and then just ran out of gas. Nah. They're, they're college kids. All oh, they're college, college kids. kids. Oh, they're tired. 
retired. They are a remarkable story is what they are. I mean, I watched that thing Thursday night. It was You would think I was a kook. I mean, I was up there, you know, jumping around. They've got an Idaho transfer, Division II transfer, a, a cancer survivor. I mean, they are a remarkable. Kyle Smith cool did an amazing job. But that didn't shock me, man. You you know, you're in there dancing and pouring water on the coach, and it's you feel like you've won a Final Four. And then you got to come back two days later and play an ASU team that you got a big target and they're fighting for their lives and you just could not match their energy down the stretch. All right. People want us to uh, move the screen here. Okay. We needed the screen to protect us okay, earlier I'll move from it. the three-point competition, but okay. Well, right, oh. Brock, right Brock, in the middle Brock, of the Brock segment, you could have waited, I don't know, maybe until the break, Oh, he but. just couldn't wait to get some kind of workout in. Yeah. Uh, he's that like, is, oh, yeah, let me lift this. this. He's showing off for the guys, trying to prove the <laughs> tough guy he is. But, he hasn't really so, been oh. doing, like, wall sits or anything no, this right. morning, so that was your first chance to Yes. do something. Yeah, yeah. really nicely. You're really welcome. nicely done. You Thank are you welcome. For that. I love you. Didn't ask where to put it. You just, you just moved it. <laughs> so it's over. Literally in everybody's way. Good. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, do you want me to move it again? No, I, nobody <laughs> wants you to keep moving it. Jeez. Right. You just got jealous of Mitch pulling the sled. Yeah. You're like, I'll pull yeah. the screen around. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're impressed with Cal? Cal, uh, for all that talk, maybe it was the pants, the see-through pants or whatever uh. it was. Dumper has not lost any of his power. Yeah, people source. are calling him a medium dumper. No, you don't, no, no, you don't no, agree. No, no, maybe the upper body, maybe fine, a little leaner, but the big dumper, no problem. You know how you talk about like a guy like straining their neck or breaking their neck to check yeah. out a girl when she walks by? Yeah. That was Brock when Cal walked ogle. by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ogle, a full on ogle. Yes, yeah, I would say he ogled. No, there was a lot of judgment about this. I wanted to make <laughs> I thought sure. It was, I thought cat calling was a little. Uh, <laughs> I got my scout. It's a combine. I got my scouting eyes on. Okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna. Uh, you know what I realized? I was flying down When's here. When's the body show? I was flying down here last night, and I'm like. We're doing a Buff Dudes report. I thought, we, I thought that's what we were ranking every day. We are absolutely. Aren't you ranking Buff no, Dudes every day? No, I am not. Oh. But Larry gonna, Salk ranking on Thursday, by the way. Yes. He's invited himself I am to doing show. a full-on Brady. I don't know if you can find the whole Buff Dude report that Don O'Neill did and everything oh. else, but uh, I'm doing that one day this week. All right. Coming up next, Brock, uh, two things. One, uh, I did put together my six big question mark storylines for the Mariners as we sit here in spring training and want to run through some of those with you. You can mm -hmm. read it, seattlesports.com, to go into some detail, but we, uh, we will have some of that conversation here. Plus, we had the opportunity to speak to Logan Gilbert earlier this morning. I highly recommend checking that out at seattlesports.com. Justin, you uploading that to YouTube, is that right? Editing it now. There's a, there's a couple of clips on uh, Instagram happening as we speak as well. Awesome. If you follow the station, you can get that there. He was really great. Talking about himself, talking about the team, talking about Scott Service, talking about Luis Castillo and the other guys in his rotation. So highly recommend that. We'll play a little of that as well. Coming up next, I'm Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com. This, this is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. I told you we would come back to what Shannon mentioned earlier, Brock, regarding some of the issues they may have at one position of vulnerability here. Because it is one of the five, six, seven storylines I think you look at as we head into camp. And we are here at, uh, at Mariner Spring Training in Peoria, and the guys are working out. Scott's meeting with the media right now, and uh, they got a game later today. Luis Castillo will be on the mound. they got a bunch of regulars playing. Ty France, and we're going to get to see Jorge Polanco later today. A couple, I think J.P. Crawford is in the lineup today mm -hmm. as well. So he likes to kind of keep the infielders together, the outfielders together in these games. So we'll kind of see what that looks like. But um, 
as you as you go through these storylines, kind of question marks, and you can read it at seattlesports.com, there's no doubt that the first one you have to you, you can't get anywhere until you deal with what happened at the end of last year. You just can't. Yeah. It, it was, you know, the season didn't go the way they wanted. September was kind of a free fall after they put themselves right back into position and the Astros and the Rangers both opened the door mm-hmm. for them to walk through it. Mm-hmm. Cal had his comments. Kirby had comments. JP had thoughts. Jerry threw gasoline on the fire. Ownership made it even worse by lowering the budget. I mean, like... It was a mess. And for them to come here now and have it not feel like a mess like it does in Boston, where Rafael Devers and others are taking shots at the organization, it is is in no small part due to the work of Scott Service, who spent the offseason trying to fix this problem. Do you think that is something we can feel? Do you have enough feelers after 15 years or so? I was thinking about this. I think this is like... Well, no, I guess what I mean is you're right. I I don't know that I would feel it if it's bubbling. Right. You're not. And I wrote this yesterday. You won't know until there is adversity. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see whether or not people roll their eyes and are like, yeah, see, this is what happens. We won't know. But the fact that it's not players teeing off on the organization Mm -hmm. as they were at the end of the season last year Mm -hmm. and as they are at Fort Myers with the Red Sox camp, and I'm sure there are probably some other incidents as well, yeah, that that's all I mean. It's 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 not gotten ugly. Do you think it helps that Jared's not here for some of that, or even a Marco who at times would voice some of those things, whether behind the scenes or otherwise? It just you know, golly, as we sit here and and I know I feel this way every Monday for all of these years. <laughs> There's a lot of people walking around like, who is that? Who yeah. is that? Who is that? Even one of the guys shooting the three point contest. To be full disclosure, like there were, he had to ask a few people around. Oh, that's the assistant strength coach. Oh, right. okay. I think it it helps to have a lot of new faces uh-huh. because they're just people that weren't here for that. Correct. And it shows the people that were here. That, hey, whether it's working or not, we're at least making an effort to try to get you what you want and try to make this team better. And, you know, look, Scott went on a world tour. He he went all around and talked to these guys, went to the DR, and he went to see Julio in Florida. He went to see Logan Gilbert, Mm -hmm. and he talked to Cal Raleigh. And Divish wrote a great piece this weekend, which is worth your time in in the Seattle Times, uh, all about how that is paying off here at camp and how, how important it was to the guys. We asked Logan Gilbert about it straight up. And he said, yeah, it was important that Scott came to see him and handled it the way he did. It says a lot, um, the transparency, the honesty, when I think he doesn't necessarily need to loop us in like that. It's kind of like front office stuff and moves, and it's part of the business. But um, just getting to a position where he's willing to get everybody on the same page when I don't think anything was really not on the same page last year, but I think the media might have ran with it a little bit. So it just kind of shows that, all right, from day one, from the get-go, we're going to get on the same page here. We're going to get the best roster we've had. I feel like everything's moving in the same direction at the same time, and especially in the offseason when, like I said, he didn't have to do that. I think that means a lot. I remember. It's funny. I hadn't thought about this in 20-some years. So it would have been 2001, 2002, over 20 years. And I'm sitting there at our first home we bought in Kirkland. I was with the Colts previous year, came home. And I remember sitting there in March in my bedroom, like 317, area code on my phone. Like, what the heck? You know, what is going on? Like, and it was Jim Caldwell, Mm. QB coach. Hey, just calling, checking in. Like, what? Huh? 
you know, like, this isn't normal. Like, is everything all right? You know, have I been cut? Have I been, you know, like, you're just, and I guarantee you, Dave Wyman and Paul Moyer and Ray Roberts, anybody listening, like, hey, man, when that number showed up, you know, from the, the building or whatever, like, there's first, your first reaction is like, oh, crap, you know, right. like, and, you know, this is a little, a little different situation where I think Scott is, and this is Scott's wheelhouse, is it not? It should be, yeah. I mean, former player himself, former catcher. Relational dude has said from day one, I want these guys to be who they are. I want more of their personality. I want more of their relationship. I want more of that. Like this should be, this should be one of those situations, Salk, that actually really should play into his I I think it does. But what he did was unique. You don't see a lot of managers talking to not even old veterans. I mean, you know, Logan's just starting his what? He's going to super two. This is his third full season. Mm-hmm. You're talking about um, you're talking about Cal, uh, Cal who's a young, young player. I mean, yep. for him to go to those yep. guys and really let them into the thinking, mm-hmm. bring them behind the curtain, that is a lot of trust, and that is uh, that's fairly unique. So that that storyline one, you got to get over it. And they, at least so far, have done a nice job here in camp of of, of making that story certainly not the lead. Yes. Unfortunately, one of the lead stories is who's going to man the corners for this team. Yep. And all four corners have various question marks associated with them. As good as this team is up the middle, and it's very, very good, first, third, right, and left all have various question marks. The first one, and probably the one that's the least questiony, is first base. Mm-hmm. Because Ty France has done it, because we've seen him before, because he looks great. Right field is probably next. Because Hanniger, when healthy, we know what he is. And because Dominic Canzone has come in looking real sharp and has been one of the great early stories here of camp, and he's hitting the ball hard. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see about Luke Rayleigh. Really. I don't know what to make I of that I can't believe, yet. by the way, I was looking at some uh, tweets, a post somewhere, the amount of left fielders. Like if this is For our Mariners? Th- 13th oh or 14th time we've been here, it's a new one every year. Every year. Every single year, back to like my childhood. Carlos Pagaro, Michael Saunders. Oh, I mean, you go through the list of all those guys. It's, all, it's incredible. Norioki. I mean, like, yeah, it's a tremendous. I think that goes back to the eighties. Textoy helped me out, but my gosh, Greg Briley, like all, all these different guys. I would know the Mariners lineup. That but... position has always been a problem. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So I, you know, we, I don't know yet exactly what that will look like, but that one's still, I think, a pretty big question mark. And then you get to third, and you heard Shannon kind of not want to answer when we asked, like, hey, how's third base? Yeah. yeah. And that that is very much what I've heard and what I've seen down here. Not even just the offensive problems, because that's, I think, the, the first place everybody's gone. Right. But the defense um, has not been spectacular at third base either, and I think that's a big question mark. Yep. Ryan Divish on the station Friday was asked about third base in particular, and I don't know whether his answer is something you're going to love. I look at Urias, he's not throwing, he still hasn't thrown in infield drills yet. He's playing catch, but it's very, like, light catch and looks uncomfortable. So, you know, I mean, he's got a month to be ready for opening day, but, you know, he's still not throwing across the diamond in drills. You know, Rojas isn't naturally a third baseman. That's not his position by any means. So he has looked, you know, I wouldn't say out like gold glove. Like, they're, they're, they're taking a significant step down defensive from where Suarez was. Yeah, so that's an issue, and that's not even dealing with the bats. Right. So, guess what? By the way, did you see his numbers in the Winter League? Who? Urias? No. You didn't see his numbers? No. I know spring training is like, hey, I'm here to tinker things and work on things. He played in the Winter Ball after being beat up and injured. He hit, like, under 200. Yeah. 
Like it's bad. No, I, I think that's a very like, real concern, man. And and when you take Urias and mm-hmm. and Rojas, to and by the way, he isn't thrown across the diamond the other day. Oh, he's DHing. Yeah. Never mind. He's not. He's not yeah. playing the. Field. He's in the lineup, but he yeah. ain't playing. The he's, field. Not, he's not ready yes. for that right now. Yes. So, okay, third base is a problem. Okay, right. I, I like. Let's just call it what it is. Right now, third base is a problem. Their best defensive third baseman right now might be Sam Haggerty. Seriously, who's not likely to make the team? Dylan Moore may actually need to see some time at third base, mm-hmm. you know, defensively because they just they need somebody at that position, and that's not really his natural spot. Yep. Guys, Matt Chapman's out there. We can't not have this conversation, and I don't mean to be the guy to keep bringing it up. I know I'm not the only one in town who's having it. It's an obvious one, and like Ryan, I have heard inside the organization that he's been a conversation and that there are at least two people I know of in this organization that really, really want him. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Does it mean it's going to happen? Look, the market is shrinking for it him, sure is. right? The Cubs are now out. They signed Bellinger over the weekend for not a huge number. Uh, the Were Giants, those opt-outs player opt-outs? I think they're player opt-outs. They're not team opt-outs. No, I think they're player opt-outs. The idea being like, hey, I got a chance to get out of right. here, and if I hit well, I can maybe even increase my value again. Yep. San Francisco is the one spot because he played for, for uh, Melvin, right, mm-hmm. when he was in Oakland. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to rebuild your value as a hitter, Hey, we're going to talk to Mitch Haniger. Find out which place you'd rather hit in. As bad as T-Mobile is, the Giants park is worse. Yep. So I don't, I don't, and I've heard that their manage, upper management is not particularly interested in him. Mm. So, look, Chapman's not perfect. And as I said a bunch of times, Brock, if I'm Jerry DePoto, I'm not calling him my chits to try to make that happen. But he's a significant upgrade at your biggest vulnerable position right now. How much longer... Can you wait now? We started games a couple days ago. We're going to be into March at the end of the month when he comes. You I know, wouldn't want to wait too much longer. Yeah, because, you know, then you hear, like, well, I missed spring. Remember, Dylan Morris missed all the spring. It takes a while to ramp back up. Say and one I week. My, yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of getting real I'd now. like this to be, if it's going to happen, happen by this coming weekend. By the way, they did bring in Brian Anderson, who spent some time in the major leagues. And the fact that that happened as quickly as it did after seeing some of these guys play the position, yep. I think is probably telling as well. So. Yeah. So that's storyline two. Storyline three for me is pitching. We know that it's tremendous at the top end and the top five. Then what? Mm-hmm. What does it look like after that? Good to have Levi Stout back. Emerson Hancock is going to be a crucial, crucial player for this team. What do you get from Austin Voth, who I don't think any of us could pick out of a lineup right now? What about um, Trent Thornton, who pitched for them a little bit out of the pen? We'll expect him to be on the team, but as a swingman, starter, etc. Those Chris Flexen types mm-hmm. are not always easy to find, nope. and they're going to need a little of that this year to get through the season. Yes. Yeah. Last year it was what? How many different starters? 13. 13. Even if you only have eight or nine. Correct. I mean, that's that's significant. That and is. And knowing that the, you know, your, your You're gonna first three low. guys had 190 innings last year, yep. your next two guys had the most they'd ever thrown. Yep. I told you about those numbers, man. You had three guys for 190 innings. You know, no other team had uh, more than two. Only one other team had two guys do that. Right. Every other team was a solo act as far as that kind of demand, that kind of usage, and they are young and they are sprung and they are talented, but you've got to have you've got to have eight or nine starters that you feel good about. And that is gonna be a part of this and you know 
there's an area that this crew yeah. <laughs> turns over every stone and seems to find arms. Yeah, and I watched John- Jonathan Diaz pitch yesterday. Uh-huh. And you know what I was told is that when Hanniger had that big game against the Angels that he won in the rain, remember that a few years ago? Like the the big, I think it was 2019, Oof. 20, Oof. something like that, where he won that big game with a okay. walk-off against the Angels. Jonathan Diaz was the starter in was that game. Really? Yeah, so they've got some guys around yeah. who've pitched in the big leagues and have done it a little bit, but... That'll be something to watch is do they have enough depth because yep. they don't have the next group coming up like they did the last few years. Nope, those are like, hey, if this guy gets hurt, yep. we'll bring up Bryce Miller. That's we'll bring right. up Brian Wu. That, that group is gone. Yep. So we'll see what happens next. All right. Number four. Which Julio are we getting? You get in the Julio Rodriguez that carried the team for a month in August, mm-hmm. went 17 for 25 in a four-game span. You're not going to get that every day. Nope. But are you getting that, or are you getting the guy that had to be dropped down in the lineup to, what, seventh? Because he was so inconsistent at the beginning part of the year and was, you know, quite frankly, struggling and swinging Mm -hmm. at too many pitches and trying to kind of overdo it. And I understand why. He had a lot on his plate last year. Yes. And I do believe the All-Star game was a big thing for him. He was essentially asked to be the host of that thing. And that's a lot for a, what, 19-year-old. A lot of voices, man. That sophomore slump. He talked about it with the press last week. We'll we'll hopefully get a chance to talk to Julio. We weren't so disturbing last year that he's a no, right? I don't think so. You know, I... Yeah. uh, No, I don't think we were a no. Uh (laughs) You you were right at that line. (laughs) (laughs) You (laughs) think... I mean, that restraining order doesn't right. count out here, right? I mean, that's, that doesn't affect us yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, I think, honestly, you just have so many people that want a piece of you and a part of you in that entire offseason last year and heading into the season and, and the All-Star game. and all. Yeah, like I, I would think for him as much as anybody, like, man, a lot of that, that noise is, yeah. is canceled. I got noise-canceling headphones on, and now I'm all about – Really realizing this talent that is top 10 in all of baseball. You spent time around Peyton Manning. Yeah. And he's probably the one player you were around for a significant amount of time yep. that was at the superstar level. Close circle, man. Right? Close circle. And so. they all seem like they have to you learn have it. To. They have to keep people, unfortunately, yes. at arm's length. You do. You do. I mean, that was my first real experience with it. I mean, Matt Howe. Won a Super Bowl and been around. Not the same. No, it totally was not the same. And then you go there, and as you know, like I like connected tissue and a relational guy, and thought, hey man, everybody I've ever been around, I've gotten close, and uh uh-uh. uh. Like there's just a certain, like, nope, not, we don't, nope, uh uh-uh. uh. It's a, it's a very small circle. Yeah. And I bet you his circle's gotten, over time, a little bit smaller and will continue to do so. Yeah, it'll have to. Yes. So, But, look, the guy's otherworldly talented. And players like Julio Rodriguez go to the playoffs and win championships. Yep. Unless their name is Mike Trout, that's generally what they do. Because that's it takes a guy like that to get there. So yep. um, he is still the engine that drives this team more than anything else other than the starting pitchers. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we'll have our eyes on Julio. He hasn't yet played in a game here in spring training. So looking forward to seeing I'm just looking this at week. this right, 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 right above us here yep. is memorable. And all of your Hall of Famers and stars and all of them, from Edgar to Raul to Harold to Jay to yep. Randy to the kid to Dan to Moyer, to Ichiro, and to A.D. Alvin Davis at the very end of it, man. All of them would say the same thing. Like, yeah, Julio, other than Griffey. Griffey would be the only one to be like, yeah, I can go toe-to-toe with Julio. Athletically, dynamically, talent-wise. Like, 
that's that's it. Ichiro built totally different, wired totally different, unique skill set in his own way. But yeah, man, Randy might have had some of the same talent level, obviously in a completely different way. Different but, way. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, number five, and again, you can read all this up at SeattleSports.com. And I don't want to spend too much time on this one, but just if healthy, mm-hmm. are they going to be healthy? Mm-hmm. They have a lot of guys in this roster yep. that are injury risks because they've had a history of it, unfortunately. Yep. You've got some new people in the strength and conditioning realm. you got some new, you know, and that's, golly, that is their whole charge. You know, can it get them to post? Yep. There are a lot of people in this building, a lot of folks behind the scenes, and nobody will ever know. How do we make sure we get these guys to post? Last one is, and, and we say that, oh, there's Ichiro. Look at that. Oh, doesn't that just make you happy? Nice. Look at Ichiro coming in. What's up, Ichiro? Ichiro. How we Ichiro. Doing? Yeah. <laughs> Great calves. Uh, Unbelievable calves. He could teach people how to post. <laughs> it, took, it took eight seconds for Brock to make a comment about <laughs> Sir, you mentioned, Bob, like, Bobby Wagner calves. Yeah. You dude, know what, though? Dude's got calves. Yeah. He's, also, he's going gray. Oh, he yes. looks a little older. He, he looks mature. He he's fighting. not fighting no, it at it all. It works for him. He's leaning he, in. Of course uh-huh. it works for him. Uh-huh. Why wouldn't it? He is uh-huh. leaning in. Is he 60 now? What is he? He's not 60. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? He's 50. With the bo- yeah, with the body of a 29-year-old. He's middle-aged, just like me. <laughs> um, can they go good from good to great, Brock? Yeah. We say it, we've said it for the last couple of years, and, and they haven't. Nope. They haven't gone good to great. I have no doubt this team's good. I thought last year they might have a chance to be great. They weren't. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether this team looks great, but if they can start well and prove to ownership that they have a chance of being great, yep. Can there be enough pressure put on that group? And I don't just mean the one owner whose name is at the front. Yep. I mean the entirety of the 19 owners who, who are in charge of this thing. Yep. Can they convince them with their play and then maybe with some lobbying mm-hmm. to continue to add and make this team better? Because I think they're going to need that to be great. Yeah, Logan, it's it sent something within that interview about – because you asked him, like, how hard was it to watch those playoffs, even uh-huh. in, like, Como and over there in Italy? <laughs> Can you, get, you can't really get away from it. And he said something pretty astute, you know, and that is, hey, man, when you play college football in the SEC, you come out of the SEC, you go win a national title. Like, you know, the Big Ten with Ohio State and Penn State and those t- – like, you're battle-tested. You're equipped. If you're good enough to beat Ohio State, you can win a national title. Mm-hmm. Michigan proved that. And when Logan said, yeah, I mean, right in our division, like Texas and Houston, right, back-to-back World Series champs. Like, you know, like, there's a measuring stick, and you know, like, you're not faking it. You're not in the American League Central. You're not right. in, you know, the whack. You're playing the best of the best. And scheduling's different. You play everybody. I get all of that. But you still have that measuring stick, and you still know yeah. if we can win this division – we can win the whole thing, the whole thing, because it's been proven the last couple of years. Texas didn't even win the division. That's right. right. I mean, they were the wild card team. So yep. get in, get in from this division. It is a very difficult one. And uh, How you, old is each row? You looked it up. 50. Oh, he's an even 5-0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Seriously. It's, 60. What's wrong with you? I was joking. Yeah. Goodness gracious. No, I like all of those. I don't know if I would add too many onto it as we've kind of. There are others you could. I, I got tired last night. At some point, I had to fall asleep. Did you? But, but there's, you could talk a little bit about some of their changes in strategy, right, and trying to cut down the strikeouts and maybe not hit and run, but maybe play a little bit more small ball Brand or go Brown, the other way. Who I'm going to definitely yep. spend some time he's, with this he's week. He's on the list of yep. some differences. There's a few other things. I mean, you could keep going and going and going. But I think generally those five or six things are going to tell us the story of who this team is. I want to know when this young core becomes the core. 
when it goes from because this is a this is a this is a sport where you pay your dues. I, I think it's the core, no? Well, I mean, just Cal. Well, we hear even more of Cal, right? We started ah. to feel some of that last year, and you know, the, the C on the chest and the Veritech. I remember sitting right here with him last year, and all of that. And hey, man, this is not a sport where you get rushed to the top of the food chain with your voice and your leadership. You earn it. Well, right? We got some evidence of that. Talking to Logan Gilbert today, and and you know, just trying to dig in a little bit to who who Luis Castillo is, mm-hmm. and because we don't get to talk to Luis nearly as much, mm-hmm. uh, and it's through a translator. It's not quite. The the same and I thought Logan gave a fantastic answer kind of helping us you know understand what the role he plays in this in this rotation when you talk about the paralysis and all that stuff he actually has helped me a lot there because I'll still revisit that over analysis at times throughout the year once or twice a year I'll throw a bullpen and he tells me the same thing he's like don't think don't change don't try he tells me the same thing every time, and that's what he does, and it works. And he can see when my gears are kind of turning, and he'll tell me that every time. He says, you think too much, you try too much, and don't change. Did he kind of quote Maverick, by the way? Is don't think of there. I mean, do we need to have the Top Gun music playing instead of the uh, Righteous Brothers? Of, if you think of there, you die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, th- I think Louis, Louis just kind of went Maverick, Tom Cruise. Makes sense. Don't think. They seem very similar. <laughs> Similarly wired. Yes. Yeah. Don't think, don't try, don't change. Uh, you know, I, I love it. And obviously, every one of these guys wired totally different from their swings, right? And we're watching players here as they walk in, and they're thinking, and now you have all these tools. When these guys throw these bullpens behind us, Salk, I always love they got the big screen, right? And the minute they throw, they can see, mm-hmm. right, like you do with your shot. Don't you have shot tracer? In shot your, tracker, yeah, yeah. In, your, in your backyard when of course. you're hitting yeah. your wiffle balls, your yeah. golf simulator. Of course, yes. Uh-huh. Yep, you know it. But yeah, here's my spin. Here's movement. Here's this that I create. Here's that that, I, you know. And then there's other guys like Luis, and it's got to be such an appreciation. And at times, I'm sure for Logan, a frustration. Yeah. Like, why can't I just do that? <laughs> why can't I just, you know, be total? But field? he seems to like it the way he is. I he think, is. I think he's very comfortable with the the person he no is. No question. So, uh, it is fun getting to know these guys and being around them. If you miss the Logan Gilbert interview. I encourage you to check it out at seattlesports.com. Justin will have it up soon on YouTube. And uh, we're talking to Mitch Hanniger. We already confirmed that with him. We'll do that a little bit later today, probably run it tomorrow. Scott Service will be on the show tomorrow. We will talk to Cal at some point. We're hoping to talk to Julio, obviously, while we're down here. Jerry DePoto will join us on Thursday. Uh, who else do you guys want to hear from? I mean, we, we kind of have a list of guys that we want to talk to. Um, but if you have names and you want to text it to us, please feel free. 866-979-3776. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll try to make it happen. Kirby, I think, is a name on our list. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else did we say we wanted to talk to? I don't know. We've got a whole list of them. We'll do it, and we'll uh, we'll try to try to bring you the best of, of this uh, spot here and take you inside what it's like being at spring training. Basically, it's just warm. And we got to thank our friends at Alaska Airlines for getting us here daily nonstops from Seattle to both both Phoenix and to Tucson. Tucson. We'll be right back. It's Brock and Salt, Sales Sports on 710.